you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? friends welcome to nathan for us a nathan for you podcast my name is kelly and hi i'm megan and we are on season three episode four today nathan for you this is of course a nathan for you podcast if you didn't know um i don't know how you found us otherwise <laughs> why are you here <laughs> who <laughs> are <Yes>. you <laughs> what are you doing here um but we are currently on season three, episode four of Nathan for You. We're covering a sporting goods store slash antique shop this week. This episode. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one particular moment that is so short and so iconic from this one. I mean, I think that there's a few moments. True. There are there's there's a lot going on. There are some shocking <laughs> revelations <laughs> and very questionable career choices. Certainly. Yeah. Well, let's get started with our sporting goods store. So we open up, we are introduced to Nikki's Sport, which is a growing they call it a retail soccer chain, but it seems like it's just kind of like your basic sports store. Apparently this is a chain in LA. And we meet Nikki Orellana, who's the owner of the store. And he's kind of explaining some of his troubles with trying to market the store. Apparently, this man has paid $7,000 for a full-page ad in the past. I audibly gasped. Yeah. Where on earth was this ad? And thinking about the budget that you could use that for on, like, Facebook ads or something, I was like, what on earth are you doing? This better be a billboard in, like, Times Square. <laughs> Yeah, which actually, funny enough, I got a cold email about a billboard, and they're not even seven grand. Oh. So. Well, where where would the billboard be? believe it was in Toronto somewhere. Toronto seems, that seems pretty happening, because they're in LA, so I feel yeah. like that's pretty equivalent. Oh my god, 7,000 US. Yeah, seven grand <laughs> for a full page ad i'm like is this like in a magazine like a, a soccer magazine like where in the world could this be it better be like on the shirt of his favorite <laughs> soccer player that yeah. he just never takes off yeah wild um also during this whole scene while they're speaking mickey is just like on his phone the whole time I'm so curious because this happens multiple times throughout this episode where every time he's talking to Nathan, he just blatantly is on his phone instead, not paying attention. And, you know, sometimes you have to glance at your phone if you're expecting something from work or, but he's just so blunt it's about it. It's very weird behavior from Nikki. And I'm like, maybe he, I don't know, what, what was like a po that popular phone game, like Farmville? Oh, so yeah. He's just like, maybe he's a big Farmville guy. He needed to like feed the chickens or whatever goes on in Farmville. I've never taken a trip to Farmville, so I'm not 100% certain. I am a big phone game person. I play a lot of phone games. Um, and I feel like there would be a lot more screen tapping that we True. would have noticed that looked like he was just kind of scrolling. Um, I don't think internet dating was big the year this came out, but maybe he was on a dating app. I, I couldn't explain what could be more important 
than you being filmed for a television segment about your business and improving the marketing for it. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Some questions we'll, we'll never know the answer to. Yeah, maybe if we emailed them to Nikki, he'd respond immediately because he's always on his phone, though. Yeah, maybe he has 10 out of 10 customer service. <laughs> he's just like on Google reviews, <laughs> like checking every time to see if anyone's reviewing the store. I feel like you would preface taking your phone out with that. You would say like, hey, by the way, I'm going to need to check my phone. I'm expecting blank, like, sorry. But he just ignored Nathan and it was very awkward. Yeah. It's weirdo behavior, I think we can say. Um, So apparently business is all right at the store, but, you know, it could always be better. And this is where we learn about what Nathan has in store for Nikki's sports. And essentially, the plan we're going with for this episode is that Nathan wants to get the endorsement of a professional athlete. But obviously, instead of actually getting someone currently famous, which would be super expensive... He has this idea that they can sign cheap long-term endorsement deals with children who show potential. So, you know, pay a couple hundred dollars now and in like 15 years, they're going to be a huge star. If this actually worked out, (laughs) how mad would you be knowing that your parents like sold you for 250 bucks? Like, I don't know what that contract says. If it says you have to exclusively work with... Nikki, Nikki sports or, or what the details are of that. But if you ended up being an actual professional athlete and there was some sort of clause that you couldn't work with other companies and they've already paid you. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, these kids were like seven, so they could go on to tiny. Yeah. They could go on to be a, a different professional athlete too. Like they don't even have to be a soccer star. Which, like, I wonder what the what the contract actually says. Like, is there, like, only if they get famous playing soccer, is that in there? Is there, like, no competition clause so, like, they can't take sponsorship from, like, Nike or whatever? I have a lot of questions. I guess becoming a professional athlete is incredibly difficult and is pretty far out of reach. But I don't think I would sell my kids' potential for 250 bucks. That seems pretty low. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's, I think they could have played hardball a little, gotten a little yeah. more money. Yeah, I think I would have been like, okay, I'm going to need a little bit more if I'm signing this or it's just like, it's, it's not worth it. And I get that different people are in different places of their life financially. And to some people, it might have been like a great opportunity. It just seems like very little, depending on what the contract is. Now, if the contract means nothing, and of course, we know they're probably not going to follow up on any of this. But, you know, maybe it's just a free 250 bucks. Yeah, all I keep thinking about is a little bit um, later in the episode when he's talking to one of the parents and the dad is like, I don't think he's going to excel at this sport. I'm like, that man must be kicking himself now. He could have got 250 bucks for nothing. I was like so crushed. I was like, believe in your child. Like, you don't know. They're so young. Like... Maybe they get really into weightlifting. Like, you don't know. That really broke my heart. I put like an emoji in my notes of a sad face. I was, I wrote, Nathan goes to soccer games to scout athlete. 
parent says Nathan shouldn't pick his son. Sad face. I was like, oh, let Nathan decide that. You got to like hype up your kid. Be like, yeah, you know what? They're really motivated. Soccer is their passion. <laughs> it is such a bummer. But wow, it was a well, great moment. Watching that back. Yeah, I would be so be mad. <laughs> I feel like you'd play that at every possible occasion if you and your parents get into a fight i'd be like look what you said about me on national television yeah that kid, i hope that kid's in therapy oh. honestly <laughs> truly poor baby yes yeah, so nathan's whole plan basically hinges on being able to find kids who look like they're going to be good and will become elite soccer players so he sets out and he spies on a bunch of kids playing soccer in the area um, who are on different, you know, higher level leagues. And he walks around and kind of talks to one of the coaches and he says, oh, some of these kids suck, huh? Which I'm like, how did they just let Nathan get onto the field to speak to this coach? (laughs) It's for sure the cameras. Yeah. (laughs) If there was like just a random man showing up to like children's soccer games and like his hat and glasses, like asking questions, you'd be like, all right, buddy, show (laughs) us some proof you work for some sort of recruiting firm and an explanation or get out of here. Oh, my God. That just like jogged a, a Canada's Wonderland memory for me. I have no idea where you're going with this. Okay, so... When Megan and I worked at Canada's Wonderland as lifeguards, there would be people who would come in to audit us. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So they would come in to audit the lifeguards and they would like film the lifeguards and to make sure that they were, you know, keeping everyone safe and like actually paying attention to kids in the water and stuff. And when we were working one time, there was a bunch of parents who came and complained because there was a man like in the water park filming. And they would show up unannounced because obviously, you know, you weren't supposed to know that these auditors were coming in to check out what the lifeguards were doing. So it was like a whole thing. We like called security to like get this guy and then like security showed up and got him. And like he was like, oh, no, I'm auditing the guards. Like I work for I'm not going to say whatever company is. Um, And like they looked at the tapes and obviously he was not filming the children. But I'm like, (laughs) that was Nathan. I would be really rattled. As an auditor, to be accused of filming children, I'd be, like, so rattled and uncomfortable coming back to audit in the future. I would just be so self-conscious that someone thinks I would be doing that. I mean, you got a camera in the water park and you're like... This is weird. It's weird. It's weird. Now, Nathan's apparently has data on 40 different athletes. That is so many kids that they talk to. It's a lot. And, like, how many games did he go to as well? I'm not sure how many games, but that's just an insane amount of people to track down. Like, he maybe needed three or four for this segment. Yeah. Maybe they're exaggerating. He took it very seriously. Yeah. This is, maybe this is his dream. He, like, always wanted to be a scout for, like, schools or something. Yeah. I mean, making his dreams come true. (laughs) So Nathan has this data on a bunch of promising young athletes and he's like, okay, well now I need to kind of narrow it down further. So he decides he's going to meet with this guy named Cornelius Ladd, who is allegedly um, big, big asterisks on this, an age progression specialist who, of course, Nathan found on Craigslist. 
Cornelius Ladd is the most questionable specialist (laughs) I have ever seen. (laughs) To call yourself a specialist. the, The audacity. The audacity of this man to sit there with definitely not Photoshop, maybe at best paint, and to just take the face of these kids and just put it on these random pictures he finds on the internet is insane. The pictures that he makes. So yeah, like just to paint a little picture for anyone who hasn't watched the episode, maybe honestly just Google like Cornelius Nat Ladd, Nathan for you pictures. I'm sure that they're all up there on Google Images. But so he literally does just copy the face of the child that Nathan had scouted, puts it onto like a hot jacked model, but he like doesn't even get the features in the correct like ratio. So he just like stretches these kids' faces out so that they fit on the body of the model. So, like, there's one kid whose nose suddenly is, like, squidward length and, like, super long. And, like, they all just look so terrifying. And he's so confident. So, Nathan approached him because he said, here's all the photos and measurements of the kids that I'm considering recruiting for this role. Are you able to determine or give me any new information to help me decide which kids might age really well into this profession. And so Cornelius is claims that he is like 90% sure that these photos are accurate when he's showing Nathan the photos after he's edited them. And I'm sure age progression technology like exists and is a little (laughs) bit more accurate, but this is not it. And he's so (laughs) confident. But one of my favorite parts is when he takes a young girl and he shows what she's going to look like when she's older. And this girl is playing with her hair and Nathan is like, Oh, that's kind of strange. Like, why is she playing with her hair? And Cornelius says that, you know, he pictures her having fun and being like having a good time. And that seemed to be like the right pose. But Nathan's concern is that he's projecting his own ideas and thoughts into these images. And it's not pure science. Yeah, he Cornelius repeats over and over that he's like 90% sure that this is exactly what these kids will look like. And then when he gets pressed a little by Nathan about like what you clearly are projecting what they're doing, then Cornelius admits, well, it's science and his own vision work together to create the photos. And we do know that science and vision, like this is of course the outcome. Yeah. He he also mistakenly makes one of the children who is a boy, Sasha, who ends up being the star of the segment, into a woman. Um, And, you know, Cornelius just kind of doubles down and he's like, yeah, you know, with this technology that is definitely (laughs) not just me using paint in my basement, um, I am able to actually make men into women or vice versa. And it's definitely science and vision. Definitely science and vision. Uh, Yeah. And Nathan's not super stoked on this. Um, He's a little unsure, but he still brings in the parents of a couple of the top picks. And that's when we learn that the offer for the parents is $250. While as Nathan puts it, the kid still sucks at soccer. (laughs) I mean, after seeing some clips of the kids playing, Sasha does not suck at soccer. Sasha's pretty good. Yeah, Sasha is way better than these other kids, for sure. 
Yeah, they shouldn't have bothered with the other kids. They should have doubled down on only Sasha and put all their eggs in this basket. Yeah, so we meet Sasha, who is the top prospect, and Nathan sits down with him because he wants to really, like, make sure that he's, like, dedicated to soccer. But unfortunately, Sasha has another dream. Sasha doesn't want to be a professional soccer player. Sasha's dream is to be an astronaut. Which is so sweet. (laughs) It's very cute. Also relatable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, very relatable. I feel like everyone at some point wanted to be an astronaut. Some people a little more than others. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of kids out there. I actually, I'm going to pull up a photo I have on Facebook. There's like a kid's book that I posted on my friend's wall because he really wanted to be an astronaut. One second. It's a kid's book and it shows an astronaut in space, a little rocket ship going beside it. There's a little curly-haired kid looking up at the astronaut crying. And the title is, You Can't Be an Astronaut, It's Just Not Realistic. Oh, no. (laughs) That's sad. I feel like this is the book they should have given to Sasha. I feel like someone we know also went to space camp. Um, And I can't think of who it was now. I feel like it must have been Connor. (laughs) Is there like an adult space camp that we could enroll in? Because I think I'd still I'd still kind of be down to go. I think you have to be super rich and it's just currently happening (laughs) with billionaires just going to space. That is their space camp. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, Nathan doesn't love that um, Sasha wants to be an astronaut. So, of course, he decides that he needs to do something about this. So later on in the week. He brings in our old friend, James Bailey, who, of course, is our mall Santa and our Doinkit store Santa. And James Bailey is going to pretend to be an astronaut to Sasha and basically convince him that he should not be an astronaut. It's very dangerous. You know, James Bailey's entire family died in space. Um, He's also discriminated against when he goes to restaurants. And an alien also tried to pull him into the sun. Oh, my God. (laughs) Watching this was horrifying. (laughs) James Bailey is such a fucking savage. It's unbearable. This man, (laughs) he's like, my whole life has just been a nightmare. It's a terrible experience. You know, most of my friends have died in space or have gone insane from the unimaginable loneliness of being there. And Sasha's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, my wife and kids, they died in space. It was an accident. And Sasha's like, oh, like, I thought kids couldn't go to space. And he's like, yes, I smuggled them in against the rules. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> this is this is also messed up. And I hope Sasha also has therapy. Because, like, what in the world was this segment? I think it's also important to note that James Bailey comes in dressed as an astronaut. Like, he's in a full, like, fake space suit. As if he just walks around L.A. And, My like, day to day. Has just been a nightmare. <laughs> it's the most alarming sentence. I died. Not like his children and wife, but just like from laughter. 
Well, he shouldn't have snuck them into space if he didn't want them to die. Oh, this kid just keeps it together. I can't imagine the conversation he has with his parents after this, or if he like immediately is like, no, I really don't want to be an astronaut anymore. And yeah. they were just like, oh, like follow your dreams. And he's like, no, soccer player. And he comes up with all these weird stories. Oh, man, watching this back would be hilarious. But sad. Like, imagine if he found this video as an adult after he gave up his dream of being an astronaut, didn't make it as a pro athlete, and just, like, went into something else. And then he sees this video being like, oh, it's actually a jokes TV show. And then it's like, that's the real moment that I gave up my dream of being an astronaut. And it was a joke for my family to get $250. I'd be like, you think my life is a joke, Nathan? <laughs> Every day has been a nightmare. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a wild conversation. Um, and in the end, you know, Nathan talks to Sasha and Sasha's like, yeah, now I want to be a soccer player. <laughs> so <laughs> it worked, I guess. Um, oh I also God. noticed that Sasha had a race car bed, which was pretty fun. Good for him. I mean, being a race car driver is pretty dangerous. This kid has some pretty bold ambitions. Yes. They should have brought in a race car driver as well to crust those dreams. So, yeah, we kind of go back to Nikki's sports and uh, Nikki's still on his phone while Nathan's sitting right in front of him waiting to talk. And he seems unimpressed with this entire thing. He's one of the least involved and, like, least interested business owners I think we see on the whole series. Considering he just dropped 7000 American dollars on (laughs) one ad, he should be paying a lot more attention. Although, I guess we didn't talk about this at the beginning, but this plan wouldn't pay off for about at least 15 years, probably 10 to 15 years, depending on the age of the kid. Yeah. And Nathan wanted to clarify that he's still going to be alive at that time so Nathan can see his idea play out because they like to check in with the businesses later. And he actually gives quite a practical response. You know, like Nikki's pretty confident he'll still be around, but like you never know. Yeah. And I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But how crazy would it be if uh, Sasha was a pro soccer player? I really don't have much faith in the other kids. Yeah, I hope he's doing okay. I, you know, I couldn't really find much on him um, since he is a child. Uh, <laughs> and I, we don't have any information other than his first name. My but heart, I do. My heart would literally be so full oh. if this tiny boy became an astronaut. if i worked for nasa or anything space related even if i just like worked in an observatory i would find (laughs) this child and be like come to the observatory like let me reignite your passion for space and let you know that this isn't so real yeah it's tough man um but nikki's sports <laughs> is so sad it's still open all they have multiple locations yeah actually the very first scene they showed um the the store sign and they have their website written right on the store sign which is a great idea so i just like popped it in the old url did a little scroll they got lots of soccer stuff i don't play soccer so 
It was of little interest to me, but, you know, if you like soccer and are in the LA area, they got a, they got a nice clearance section. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, go grab yeah. some soccer cleats. balls and cleats. Um, <laughs> why, why did you say soccer balls so confused? I don't know. I was soccer trying to think of other soccer balls? things. You really, all you need is balls and like outfits. In fact, only one ball is needed. Yeah, I guess just one. And you don't even have to own that ball. Cleats and shin pads, I would say, are the most important. And the rest of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, we wish Sasha the best with his endeavors. I hope I hope he's doing okay. I hope James Bailey stops <laughs> terrifying children. Yeah. Calling them babies and crushing their dreams. Also, every time James Bailey shows up on the show, they show the clip of him holding a gun. Which is like, it just extra adds to the whole thing, in my opinion. They just rolled the dice and it landed on chaos. Yeah, every time. Every time Sasha asked him a question, he was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, He's like, when's next mission? mission? Two years, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll probably die then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. So our next business for the episode is an antique shop we meet emily yep who's the owner of magnolia and willow in long beach so she has this nice little antique shop but it is in kind of a weird area there's a whole bunch of like bars and clubs around so nathan's whole idea for her is that they need to play up their you break it you buy it policy so he's like we're gonna open your store for 24 hours make sure that's like open literally for 24 hours Drunk people are going to come in and break things, and then that'll force them to have to pay. This is a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) Because if that idea was pitched to me, I'd say, like, are you going to be the one to argue with the drunk person about the broken stuff? Because that sounds exhausting. Yeah. Not only having to actually stay awake for those hours but actually have a conversation and like a negative conversation with someone oof yeah i think this could have worked better if it was not trying to do the you break you buy it thing like i feel like drunk people might just want to buy some antiques shit like we have a friend who frequently will get drunk and order hawaiian shirts online So I think if you had, like, a fun little weird selection of stuff, like, drunk people will just want to buy it, so. Oh, I feel like I'd be very into that. I love a a good antiquing trip. Now, there's two kinds of antiquing, the very, very expensive antiquing and the very, very cheap, and there's not really an in-between. I stand firmly in the cheap-as-hell category, so I don't know... He broke uh, a few. The only price we actually see in this, it seemed kind of expensive. So yeah. I don't know if this would be the antique store for me. But, you know, looking at fun different objects and, you know, just random nickety knacks sounds delightful. Yeah. To be fair, he did break a lot of stuff, <laughs> which we'll get to. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was impressive how much. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe Emily instead should just, like, open up a little snack bar in front of her store that's 24 hours. Yeah, and maybe 
she sells them on like cute little antique plates. So yeah, there's delicious drunk food, but you have to buy the plate it's on and it, that just included in the price. And she's just like hustling antique plates because it seems like that's a big item of hers. They seem to have yeah. a lot of stacks of plates around the store. They didn't have a lot of plates. So Nathan also helps to make the aisles in the store skinnier and they kind of like precariously place a bunch of stuff around so that it's even easier for if a drunk person comes in, like they're definitely knocking something over. It's essentially what they're going for. And they also move items that are having a hard time selling into those aisles so that ideally those are the ones that break and not the the items that she think will sell regardless. Yeah. And so, of course, Nathan's not just going to, like, leave this. That would be silly. So he goes into one of the local bars in the area, and he tries to connect with some townies to try and get them to go into Emily's store. And he doesn't have, like, too much success in the beginning until he meets our friend JJ. Our, Our friend? Is he our friend? He is a man named JJ. Yeah, um, and they connect at first because they're talking about movies, and we learn that Nathan's favorite movie is Inception. I mean, Inception's a great movie. Yeah, I didn't know. I wouldn't have pegged Nathan as, like, a Chris Nolan fan, so that's, you know, interesting. thought that was kind of fun. And JJ's favorite movie is apparently Forrest Gump, which I'm not super surprised that JJ really likes Forrest Gump. It's a real bonding experience for them. Yes, certainly. They become fast friends. Yes. And um, we learn a lot about JJ, like, real quick. One, he gets drunk every night, apparently. His roommate put a note in his pocket with the address of where he lives and how to get home. So, you know, JJ's a little bit of a mess. Um, And Nathan also realizes that he can't just, like, sit and not be drinking with this guy at the bar. But he also needs to stay sober. So he had manufactured a way to essentially like suck up the alcohol discreetly from all the drinks and replace it with apple juice so that he looks like he's still drinking while JJ is getting very drunk. And by discreetly, like they have a suit designed that has a tube that goes, pokes out of the sleeve. So he kind of rests his hand on the glass and sticks the tube into the cup. Like this is the most elaborate thing that the show has had maybe to date, like the amount of engineering on this would have been elaborate. (laughs) For like a one second throwaway line. Yeah. Like all the other big things that they've done on on the show have been like a focal point of the episode. This is such a nothing thing that they included. And it's like, you could have just told the bartender ahead of time, like only serve me apple (laughs) juice. Yeah, 100%. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the bartender was, like, very scary or something. This this bar looked a little intense. I feel like I need this suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next part, I think, is something that I'm curious to talk about. Would you attend an impromptu costume party with someone you just met? I think I would. And in this situation, it's like some random girl that I met at the bar who just like seems very friendly and I guess randomly has a camera crew and a costume and an extra costume. I don't know. I think it depends on the night that I'm having and how I'm feeling. I guess hypothetically, I'm in a place where I'm drinking alone at a bar. So (laughs) 
clearly I need a friend. Um, so probably yes. <laughs> Why not, right? I think it's funny too because like Nathan's like, hey, like let's go to this costume party. Essentially, Nathan realizes he needs to put JJ in a suit, like a padded outfit so that um, he won't get hurt when they go into the antique store when stuff starts breaking. So he puts JJ into a sumo wrestler costume and Nathan is dressed up as Robin Hood. And this is where I would start asking questions because it's like, well, you have two costumes, but it's not even like it's like, like we're a couple's costume. It's like we're like two completely different things. Which costume do you prefer? Sumo wrestler or Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. Um, like if I had to personally wear one? Yeah. Probably Robin Hood. I don't know. Those sumo wrestler costumes, I feel like, are always really, like, gross and sweaty. Oh, yeah. Robin Hood's the clear choice. Like, it's way better. It's way more adorable. And, like, the function alone of just being able to walk. Like, it's funny (laughs) to put on to wrestle for a few minutes, but actually needing to wear that for longer than five minutes would just be exhausting. Especially when you're, like, very drunk. I feel like, I don't know, when I'm drunk, I get, like, real sweaty. Like, all of a sudden, I'm sweating a lot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I get sweaty, but I feel like I put it on and just, like, try to roll down, like, the sidewalk in it. Yeah. It would just become, like, an activity on its own. Yeah. I do think it's funny that Nathan's dressed as Robin Hood, too. Like, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a little on the nose. It's perfect. So they kind of walk over to where Magnolia and Willow is and there's a sign outside that says that there's some free pizza inside the antique store, which like truly this is my dream. Like I would lose my mind if I was drunk and there was free pizza somewhere. Yeah, this is a great idea. Of course, they're going to go into the store. Yeah. Where JJ made a mistake is he should have been able to tell I will not fit down this hall. Uh Nathan needs to go and get it and bring it back. And I wonder what Nathan would have done if if he said, like, look, man, I'm not going to fit. You got to go retrieve it for us. Um, but hilariously, JJ goes first and, like, yeah. almost instantaneously realizes he can't fit and gets stuck in the hallway and starts knocking over quite a few plates and bowls. Yeah, he knocks over, like, a whole display of plates. Like, <laughs> it's it's a, an aggressive amount of stuff that he he breaks And then we just kind of see eventually JJ gets out of that situation. Um, And it does look like Nathan did give him some pizza while they were tallying up how many plates JJ broke. And Emily tells us that he did $280 worth of damage. And she looks like she feels really bad about this entire thing while it's happening. Yeah. Emily looks super uncomfortable. She says multiple times that she would rather just sell the item to someone who genuinely wants to buy it than, you know, kind of trick someone into buying it. But she does agree that, you know, a sale is a sale and it's essentially the same difference to her and her business. And she appreciates that and that it it is a good idea, question mark. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like when you own an antique store too, like she clearly has to put a lot of time into like going out and sourcing things to sell so I mm-hmm. I imagine she probably gets like a little attached to stuff so it's got to be kind of sad to just see it getting broken rather than going to someone's home yeah yeah this is where we really get into the 
what the fuck is going on of this episode. (laughs) So Nathan feels bad for JJ and he's like, okay, the least I can do is give this guy a ride home. Well, Um, did we even say how much he has to pay? Yes. So it's $280 worth of damage, which is a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of money for a few plates that are broken. So you can't even use or keep. Um, So it's a big hit for JJ for the evening, but he seems pretty upbeat about it. I think, you know, he doesn't want to throw a tantrum or get really upset on camera. He still wants to have a good night. And he's like, yeah, like this is too bad. Nathan picks up a broken vase and says, you know, if you turn it this direction, you can't see the chip. And he's like, okay, yeah, like, I guess that's, that's nice. And as Kelly mentioned, Nathan offers to drive him home because it's the least he can do, which I'm surprised that JJ accepts this ride because he thinks that Nathan has had as many drinks as him, which is like many, many shots. So I feel like I'd be like, no, man, let's Uber together. (laughs) JJ lives a risky lifestyle. Oh, he certainly lives a risky lifestyle. (laughs) So on the way home, and I would love to know how this came up, but... They start talking specifically about JJ's sex life. No one no one asked for this. JJ like offers the information and we do know that Nathan had explained that the cameras were there for a documentary about nightlife in Long Beach. So he might have felt like he wanted to give content. He clearly wanted to this this to be filmed and he thinks it's the time to brag, but oof. I think he just thinks it's normal. From what I've gathered, this is normal in Ohio. But so, yeah, on the drive home, JJ starts talking about tag-teaming a girl, which Nathan says tag-teaming a girl, question mark. And we learned from JJ that he likes to have threesomes with two guys and one girl. And unprompted, because Nathan just kind of says, oh, and you do that. And JJ's like, yeah. And then he unprompted says, I do it with my brother a lot, actually. That is a choice, (laughs) you know, I'm not gonna, you know, people have threesomes, people are into that, or like, there's lots going on. Yeah. With your, with your brother? With your brother? The brother is the, (laughs) the, it's, I'm honestly speechless. I, I forgot how wild this moment really is. And it doesn't end there. So... We learn about, you know, JJ and his brother, like, tag-teaming girls. And then he says, oh, like, you you need to meet him. He insists. Like, Nathan has to meet his brother. So his brother comes out, and we learn a couple things more about them. Um, apparently, everyone back home in Ohio, they're all into tag-teaming girls with their brothers. And, like, their friends are there. And Nathan's just like, why wouldn't one of you hook up with the girl and then, you know, wait some time. And then maybe the other one does. And they're just like, no, no, it's way better this way. Yeah. He's like, no, the lights are off. So it's fine. You don't see anything. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Nathan really tries to like logistically work this out. Um, He's like, well, you know, you could have sex with her. And then like he could have sex with her after. But like, apparently this is just something they do. (laughs) I have way more questions about the women that have agreed to this. Like, I can see it, They if this is something they're really into, maybe convincing someone, somebody somewhere to do it. 
but all the time, and they really make it sound like this is like a very common occurrence. This happens all the time. They're always hooking up with people and his brother's like right beside him or they're doing it together. And I'm just like, how many people have agreed to this? I feel like even me, I'd be like, if I hypothetically was like, oh man, super into a threesome, definitely want this. And the two of them were like, we're brothers. I'd be like, y'all shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Yeah. Find a different dude. It's very weird. Um, And then we get a couple shout outs. You know, everyone does this shit. Max apparently does this. George does this. And then, of course, we get the infamous shout out to the J squad. Oh, yeah. So when we're standing outside of their house, JJ goes and grabs his brother because like his brother has to tell Nathan, too. And he's, like, laughing, and he's, like, I told him about tag team. And I guess that's, like, their game. Like, they just, the way they said it was just so casual. Like, oh, yeah, tag team. Like, our favorite game. And this is, I think, the moment that we see Nathan laugh the most in any episode. Like, he actually, I paused to, like, take notes. And when I paused it, he was, like, legitimately laughing. Which, like, how could you not? This is insane. <laughs> that not only is this guy like yeah we tag team girls together but like he in- makes nathan meet this guy and then they're just like yeah this is so normal shout out to our friends j squad shout out to the other guys we hook up with yeah and like to- yeah you do you everyone should do whatever makes them happy i do think it's weird to have a threesome with your brother though yeah that's not a hot take <laughs> okay just well, i just wanted to get that on the record <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, don't do that. I don't, is that, is that legal? I don't know. I feel like there, there are like rules about this. I don't know. I know it's you like, can't really tell anyone what to do, but they, there are certainly incest rules. And I think that's mainly about like the child that would happen hypothetically. So with two men, it's okay. I don't know. It's still just like weird. It's, it's a very specific level of comfort you'd need to have with your sibling. god oh god yeah so nathan then you know he kind of uh is trying to get out of this situation he's trying to moonwalk out of there so he basically is just like well you know i think it's nice that you guys have your brotherly love taken to this level and that's the end of that (laughs) yep (laughs) if you have not watched this scene um in a while Highly recommend going back to rewatch it because it is more bananas than I remember. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those very notable moments throughout the whole series that people kind of remember. And I I wish it wasn't, you know, <laughs> there are so many better scenes. But like, of course, these like off the cuff, like dudes hooking up uh, with their brother. <laughs> it's like Nathan put so much work into other scenes and of course like it's always like the random things he's not expecting that are the most notable and memorable yeah he's he's really good at finding Mm -hmm. like the most wild people I do feel like these guys the guy from Teen Street and Connor (laughs) they would be quite the crew oh my god we need that reality show immediately the the street boys (laughs) yeah They're J-Squad, maybe. Yeah, J-Squad. So we then kind of see Nathan and Emily having like a quick little convo. Um, 
Emily is clearly not super down with this idea, but she's very kind and kind of lets Nathan Nathan down lightly. Um, and she says, thank you and for your help and for your suggestions, which I think was a really nice way to tell him, like, we will not be continuing this idea. Emily's Emily's a sweetheart. Yeah. Emily's lovely and kind, and she wouldn't be on her phone while getting interviewed. Yes. And Nathan, when he's leaving, he, like, keeps eye contact with Emily the whole time, like, walking out the door. And he grabs a plate and just smashes it and then pulls out, like, whatever, $10 from his wallet and just, like, puts it over the plate and leaves. And Emily is clearly, like, you're unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) She's smiling. And this was one of my favorite moments of the episode. It's so, so good. It's something that I wish I would have thought of. It's just so, like, why? <laughs> like, why? I love it. I love it so much. Like, that's the exact kind of humor that I like. Like, this is so good. I'm so glad that that was included. That's so funny. Yeah, it's very funny. And Emily is clearly, like, she's kind of smiling until Nathan gets out the door. And then she's very much, like, what the actual fuck? Like, her face just, like, completely, like, drops. And she's just, like, what is happening? She's like, now I need to go and clean up this glass off the floor. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, this poor girl. Um, but I will say Magnolia and Willow is still open. We follow them on Instagram. And of all the accounts, which are mainly other people from Nathan for you, they post constantly. They are very happening on Instagram. It's most of our feed on that account yeah. because they're always posting items that they have for sale they're, they're very trendy with it. If you're in LA, maybe go break something and then leave a bill on it. <laughs> I wonder if that's happened to her. Oh, my God. I should check out the Google reviews and see. Um, they do have 57.8K followers, which is, like, pretty good for, like, a little antique shop. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and they do ship. So if you're in the U.S. but not in LA, apparently you can get stuff shipped to you. Yeah. It does sound like their prices aren't too, too bad. Um, one of the reviews specifically says this is an actually affordable antique store. So nice. good for them. Good for Emily. She's still following her dream. Um, James Bailey didn't come by and tell her about the horrors of opening an antique shop. So she will probably continue to own this store for a while. And I think that's pretty much all of the episode, right? I mean, shout out to yeah. J-Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're still up to their antics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to not find out. <laughs> um, have you dug into any of the characters from this episode? I did check out IMD bags, but unfortunately no one is like a big character. Um, like I really no tried to find out more about Cornelius Ladd. I, I did too, but there's not a lot of information. This man is such a mystery. I have so many questions because clearly he, other than this, he can't possibly be getting hired. I like, yeah. And do we think he could have been just an actor or it's so hard he, to tell. He's a cinematographer on another project on IMDb, but he, he cannot be being hired as an age progression specialist. <laughs> There's just no way. Everyone in the world would look at this and think absolutely not. I I do think it's also like funny timing that we're talking about this age progression guy because the new M. Night Shyamalan movie Old just came out. 
Um, maybe he worked on that project. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Should we remake old, but just like Photoshop our current faces onto like grandmas? Probably. <laughs> we went to the beach that makes you old, unfortunately. Just trying to have a nice day. It's a bummer, man. I hate it when that happens. Now, just to talk about age, um, we did just both buy longboards. <laughs> we did. So I would say we're pretty freaking hip. Thank you very much. We're not going to the old beach. We're not, you know, giving up. We're yes. 29 and thriving. We've got a new hobby. Catch me on the streets. You know, some of my neighbors know me a little bit better now <laughs> as I'm like the dork in the helmet and glasses going up and down the one hill in front of my house. Yeah, we're thriving. Everything's great out here. Yes. And uh, if you would also like to be cool and thrive like us, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. That was a totally fine and normal segue. Yes. But yeah, we would love a review. Um, if you have any feedback or thoughts, I believe the next episode we're covering is Smokers Aloud, which should be super fun. Um, so we would love to hear from you if you have thoughts about that episode. Yeah. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side. Mm-hmm.